DeLuna Coffee is owned and operated by diehard Florida State fans and boosters, the Lemmix family in Pensacola. So cut them some slack for their hurricane blend. No green and orange, and it's definitely not all about some random letter in the alphabet. It simply is a blend for those of you who love that strong coffee flavor without bitterness. DeLuna has combined two different South American beans with a Hawaiian bean. In fact, the Hurricane Blend has won as many ACC titles as the school in Coral Gables. Try it or one of their other two dozen blends and get a discount when you use the promo code WARCHANT15. Visit DeLunaCoffee.com and check out their Facebook and Instagram. From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy Bro. and Corey Clark. Port of Miami, Port of McKinney. Ain't got nothing to lose. Nah. This is Port of McKinney. Never traffic for fun. Only traffic for fun. If you have hate in your heart, let it out. Let's go. Miami week. Corey and Aslan. What's up, everybody? It's Wake Up War Chant Live, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. And since we are live, we are fueled by our good friends over at DeLuna Coffee, delunacoffee.com. Come explore their world of coffee. Use that promo code WARCHANT15. Gets you 15% off your order. Try it once. You'll like it. I guarantee it. Corey Clark, how are you, friend? I'm good, buddy. Good. Had a tough workout today um still feeling the effects of it but i guess that's what happens when you get old but yeah feeling good buddy i got that runner's high or workout high but i released all those endorphins feeling good about myself endomorphins whatever they're called i don't know who knows we think about this from holton blackwelder wouldn't it be cool if the whole team got off the bus wearing Jordan Travis 4th and 14 shirts? Let's, it would be, but let's live in the moment, Holton. Like, let's not go back to last year. Last year was last year. You're trying to uh, – uh, it would be a, it would be a nice dig, but then you'd maybe have them underneath your jersey. Remember when Wake came here in 08? Um, I don't remember what the jerseys said. They had all these T-shirts underneath um, something about a whiteout. I think it was a whiteout or a blackout that Florida State was playing in. And they all, all those good players, uh, Aaron Curry – they wore their they wore this t-shirt underneath their jerseys and when they won they all took off their jerseys to show this you know anti FSU t-shirt they were wearing. So I would do something like that maybe but I wouldn't let Miami see it before the game cuz you don't want to look like fools if you lose the game. Hit the thumbs up everybody if you're feeling the hate. Hit the like button. Subscribe to our YouTube page it's totally free. Uh, but we really suggest and recommend you checking out warchant.com the ultimate sum of sports source. It's only 10 dollars for an entire year of access no promo code needed just go to warchant.com on the front page like in a neon green button not a miami kelly green but like a neon green just boom 10 bucks sign up do it lots of good content matchup analysis austin cox war chant report jeff cameron irish O'Feller on it this week so post game column Corey clark we have the war chant game day presented by zaxby's pregame show 6 30 then the watch along 7 30 dominic robinson jeff tom post game yeah. show Tom, Gene, Warchant Rap, Ira, Corey. Recruiting column, name. Column, Corey. Column, game column, Corey. $10. Yeah. All of that. Whole year. Mm. What are you waiting for? Carol Palalis has beat Miami. So is Jared Verse with us one more year or not? Thoughts? Well, he's driving around in a new Nissan. Did you see that on Twitter, Aslan? 
I did not. I'll see if I can. Uh, uh, yeah, out. he's uh, part of it. Uh, one of his uh, deals was uh, nil deals was he gets to ride around in a uh, in a car for the rest. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's for the rest of the year, rest for the football season, or both. Um, but yeah, so if he is, he's, he he got a taste of like maybe what's in store for him if he wants to come back for one more. Year. Oh, 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 can't have that music playing, Jared. Sorry. It's Spiritual Tony's song called Motivation, apparently. I'll pull it up here for people uh, that are watching us live on YouTube. It's also your Thursday podcast. We'll have the Renegade Express for you folks on Friday. But Corey was uh, speaking the truth. The ride with Rising Spirit NIL just keeps on getting better. Not the climb, but the ride. The ride, yeah. Maybe that should be Rising Spirit's whole thing, like, come ride with us. And, you know, we'll literally give you a car, but then other things. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for folks for giving him uh, the perks here. Let's see if I can I'll mute it. Let's mute that. And then let's play it. Let's see what it's all about. Oh, he's on the showroom. Yeah. yeah. Local yeah. Nissan dealer. Oh, yeah. was, was that an old 300 CX it looked like? I'm not sure what he's, what he, I see them hand him the keys. I'm not sure what he hops in here. Hmm. What a time to be alive. Oh, Nissan Frontier. Nice truck. Ooh, murdered out, as the kids say, all black, not icy whites, all black, murdered out. Hmm, man. And then imagine, like, uh, if, if uh, you know, Rashad Green wanted to drive off in one of those. Oh, he's ineligible for the rest of his life. It should be in prison. Now we're here eight years later, and this kid's literally broadcasting himself walking into a local car dealership and driving off with a car simply because he's a football player. Meanwhile, one of Florida State's best basketball players is ineligible for 16 games because he paid back a loan to come fly over to the States. So it's uh, – you can see the – uh. And I'm all for Jared Verse. This is the light. This is the world we live in. It's just the hypocrisy there of Baba Miller not being able to play still bothers me. What do you think, though? Do we have him for another year, or do you think he gone? Um, man, I would think I would be surprised if he came back. I don't know if he's a first round pick, but I think he's a first couple round pick. Um, and that's a lot of money. That's more guaranteed money than an NIL can get you. And also, why risk it? He's already suffered a you know a knee injury this year. I I would think if he if he gets enough, he's only a sophomore. But if he puts a couple more solid games on film, I don't know why that he would uh he would uh he would he would come back if he's going to be drafted in the first couple rounds, which I think he would be. According to PFF, Jared Verse has a twenty two point six percent pass rush win rate, that leads all ACC edge rushers. Okay, there you go, JV. Nice. Nice. Uh, JC Williams says war chant live is such a priority that I'm sitting in my tree stand deer hunting and watching y'all at the same time. Go Knowles. All right, JC. So I assume we're in your AirPods or in your ear. You don't want to scare the, you don't want to scare the deer. Um, and I've also always wondered about that. I have some friends that, that uh, go deer hunting and they'll, they'll, they'll sit in the stand. JC, get it, get back to us. Is it true? You can't really make a lot of like, you have to be perfectly still. To not spook the deer? Are you, are you can can you talk with your buddies, or is it a constant whisper? Are you up there alone? Like I don't know if it's like I feel like those guys that ice fish when they they go out to the middle of the frozen pond. Yeah, I feel like they're talking the whole time. And that you could you're just drinking beer and and talking, but in a deer stand, are you popping beers but doing it real quietly? Are you quiet as a mouse the whole time? Or are you just talking like this? Like I've always I've always wondered that. I think it's I think it's like whispering. Get the cord. Mm. Get the cord. Let's get on it. Yeah. They just they asked the Jared first question. They just they asked the Jared first question. Scott Beckett's here. Knowles are 115 out of 131 in penalties. 
I haven't heard anyone speak on that. Aside from it needing to get better, what are your feelings? I stopped I'm excited about it. Yeah. I, I'm not, you're, you know, you're not excited about mm-hmm. it, but I, I have come mm-hmm. to the conclusion now after four different coaches at Florida state have experienced this same phenomenon that Florida state is just going to get called for a lot of penalties in this conference. And I know people can say, come on, man, where's the accountability? I get that they've earned some of them, but you know, it used to be they were automatic penalties. Like you, you, they were, they were objective. Like you false started, you're off sides. But pass interference, personal fouls, holding on kick returns, these kind of things that are can be subjective, Florida State just gets penalized at a higher rate, no matter who the coach is, um, for, for all time. And I think if they were in the SEC legitimately and the way the SEC calls games, I think they're probably, I don't know, man, 55th. But they're in the ACC, and the ACC refs love to take over games and throw a bunch of flags. So... That's I you look Miami's there too. Miami's had, I don't know, man, 10 different coaches in the last 30 years. I have to imagine they're always in the top, the bottom 30 in penalties as well. It's just uniforms, human beings wearing stripes. They see a spear, they see a U, they see those colors. They're just itching to throw flags. Just itching. It's one of the reasons we all love this conference so much. Miami is tied for 78th. There you uh, go. 61st in actual yards, though, per game. So they're only getting hit up for about 53 yards per game. Florida State, meanwhile, 68. So 68 and what? Yards? Yeah. Oh, hey, man, that's not bad. That's not bad. A lot of five yard penalties. You can live with those. Uh, Jason says in the tree stand, tree stand, nah, they whisper, no drinking. It's super serious for these guys. Oh, I would have, you're not up there at least having a pop or two. No, man, right. they're, out there to, they're out there to get dinner, man, for their All children, right. their family. Right. Um, Carol's back. Do you think we win the game convincingly or just scrape by with the dub against Miami? I'm uh, um, you'll get to see my actual prediction on the uh, war chant report that will air when as on Thursday. You popping that yeah. bad boy on Thursday? Yeah, I'll try to try to flip it tonight. Yeah, um, I think they're going to win. I mean, I don't know if it's convincingly, but they're going to cover the spread in my mind. I think they cover the spread. The spread is seven and a half. I think they're going to win it by at least two scores. So I guess you could call that convincingly. I don't. I don't. I would. I don't think they'll scrape by. I think they can can kind of control that game. Okay. I Which think makes that- me worried because I'm always the worrier. You know what I mean? I'm always the cynic. I'm always glass half empty. So the fact that I'm so confident about this game makes me worry about it a little bit. Pietro Rochetti says, keep up the great work. I live in Miami. And a number of the Miami fans I know are giving away some of their tickets. It's crazy. They know it's coming. Mm, yep. Dang right, Pietro. Dang right. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't certainly Miami fans aren't confident after what's happened this season and what's happened the last two weeks with that offense. And you still don't know about the quarterback. So um, yeah, I I would it, now they could get loud and they could be into it. Um if it's a game in the fourth quarter and then it becomes a really tough place to play and it, it might be a tough team to beat, but don't let it get to that spot. Yeah. I, I think it'll be in that spot though, man. I don't know. I All right. just, I mean, other than Georgia tech and Boston college, they've been in the fourth quarter with every, all these teams. I mean, we haven't seen them on the road, but don't you think this is like closer to Georgia tech and Boston college than Clemson? I think it's, probably and Wake closer, Forest? I think it's probably closer to NC state. 
Yeah, but yeah, but the NC State couldn't. At least they had a a, a really good defense to fall back on. I think Miami's defense is okay, but I don't think it's NC State's defense. And I also thought Florida State just played terribly in the second half in that game, offensively. And if you don't play terribly, uh, you know you should you should put up twenty eight to thirty points and win this game. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, I just don't know about like a. Check out the War Chant Report. Check out Jeff Cameron's show. If you want to feel like, if you want to go into this game with a sugar rush, uh, Jeff's serving it up this week. With strong opinions, though, with like data okay. backing it up, too. Right. So Okay, good. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the more I think about it, I just, I cannot foresee a scenario in which Florida State loses this game. I, I think it's going to be close. I, I think it's going to be closer than my course. I mean, I, my pick will be, I think Miami's going to keep it within the spread. Uh, but it just—it's hard to imagine how many things would have to really go wrong for Florida State to lose the game. Now, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be in the fourth quarter and we're going to be relaxed and feeling good about things and booking, you know, booking our hotel next door to Eric Angel in San Diego for the Holiday Bowl or right. shoot, knows where we'll be at that point. But it's just—it's hard to think that Florida State will, would play bad enough. And I mean, I, I think Miami's defense is good enough to give some problems to this offense for part of this yeah. game, but yeah. they'll figure out a way to to adjust and and Jordan I think will care so much about this game that he'll find just different gears in him that we might have not seen so far this but season. also imagine like Aslan I don't know that they've won a turnover battle all year like I I, I it doesn't it, it's not coming to the top of my head maybe the Louisville game I, I don't know but they had some turnovers in that game too um I think maybe they won the Louisville battle three to one or two to one but imagine they certainly well, haven't Jordan, Jordan had a pick and Tate had a pick Against yeah, and then Louisville at least had one pick and then a fumble and yeah. then a turnover on down. So, yeah, that was probably even. So that was 2-2. Two, two. Um, I guess LSU maybe with the two drop punts but um, and that they didn't score a single point, which is crazy. But imagine if this team actually got, whether you want to call it luck or just forcing it or whatever, What? but what if this team forced three turnovers? Like, you could be a runaway. Like, I, we go into all these games thinking, well, certainly they're not going to force any turnovers. So you know that. Strike that out. They're going to have to go 80 yards to score. They're never going to get the ball on the other team's 12 because that just doesn't happen with this defense. But imagine if it did. Imagine if you got some turnovers or a pick six or something that you haven't even – it hasn't even dawned on you that they would get. Then that's where – if you get an extra um, – you know, maybe a couple extra scores that you weren't even expecting, that's when it could get kind of out of hand if the offense plays the way um, – we think it can the way it has, but yeah, why would we expect this? I mean, it's they're due though, right? Aslan, aren't they due to have a game where they force four turnovers? I mean, or are we is, just is it Miami? Is it on the on the flip side of that? Is it Miami due to go to a game where they don't just give the ball away? Like, candy? well, I didn't think they they didn't do a terrible job last week, right? They just couldn't score so. or move. So yeah. yeah, now they're due for another eight turnover game. Yeah, bring it on. Uh, fan ratio. Jason Brown asks. Oh, 60-40 Canes? I would think so. Uh, maybe 65-35, 70-30. I do think there, you know, there are – there is the one game every two years, man, and I, I do think that they want to – you know, it, it is – there's no reason to ever go to a Miami home game except for this one because it really is – can be an atmosphere. There's people tailgating. There's people there. Um, so I, I know – I'm sure some of them are giving their tickets away, but I think a lot of them are like, well, let's just go do it. Yeah, let's just go see. You know, let's, we got tickets. It's the one game every two years that it'll be a fun atmosphere. It'll feel like a college game. So let's go see what it's like. But I, w- I would say 70-30 probably or 65-35. I mean, I'm not calling our guy a fibber, 
But, I mean, I was talking to my buddy who lives down there in Fort Lauderdale. Shout out, Noah, stand up. And he was saying that, I'm um, like, you're going to go to the game? He's like, no, man. He's like, tickets are really expensive. I'm trying to pull up. I mean, I pull up Miami, Florida State, and it gives me tickets to the Tucker Center. Mm. No offense. There you go. Get your ticket. Get your tickets now, man. Let's know our lane here, uh, Seat Geek. I looked uh, it up. I thought it was like 100 bucks or something. I, mean, 80, like. I think $82 is the cheapest ticket I see right now. So... Um, but yeah, I'll be about 65, 35. I would, I would imagine it's their homecoming game. I mean, it's so, I mean, I don't know who's, I mean, my buddy who worked for, with me at a station in Mississippi, who lives in North Carolina, he's coming down for the game. So they're, uh, they're going to pack it in maybe more than we, now, think. there are a lot of tickets available, but the cheapest ones I see on StubHub are 99 bucks just to yeah. get into the game. So, but there are a, I mean, the whole stadium is lit up in purple. If you, if you're looking for a section to buy tickets, so there, there are seats everywhere. But um, yeah, not they're they're selling them for. Hey, look, man, if you've got Miami football season tickets, you're not getting a lot of money for those things. This is the one time you're going to try to ramp up that price to see if somebody will bite. Walk around with cash, just like twenty dollar bills, and you'll be surprised how we, how much you'd have to pay to get a ticket. Everybody, so it'll be it'll be a cheap ticket, I'm sure, around kickoff. Octavio uh, postulates: We say when the product on the field is good, players will come. If groups like Miami keep getting high-skilled players for stupid money with a poor product on the field, do results not matter? I mean, it's a it's a fair point. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of Miamis out there that have this one benefactor that that keeps just burning his money. Um, I I do think results matter. I, I do think results matter, but yeah, it's a whole different it's a whole different deal than it's ever been. Um, so the, it's like. Like, say you're the number 12 linebacker in the state of Florida, and Miami and Florida State are both pursuing you. You're not the number 12 linebacker in the state of Florida, isn't going to necessitate $300,000 in NIL money, right, Aslan? It's going to be a lot less than that, but it's going to be something. So it's like, okay, is that kid going to go to Coral Gables and play in that stadium in front of that, that fan base for an extra, I don't know, man, $25,000? Or is he going to go to Tallahassee and be a part of a real college football program that ha that has people in their stadium? Um, that's that's the question that I'm I'm most fascinated with as this thing moves forward. Obviously, the five star kids are going to get a lot more money, and 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 money does dictate decisions. I don't know if it dictates when it's that. I mean, I know ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars. It's nothing to sneeze at, but when you're considering about a decision for a year, or two years, or four years, it kind of is. Um, so yeah, I do think results matter. I, I think if you're if everything being equal and you're kind of in the same ballpark money wise, you'd rather go to the team that's going to be good, and you'd rather go to the team that has has crowds that show up. Derek Neal, you guys brought up a good point pertaining to this team after Jordan leaves. James Blackman was the last high school quarterback recruit to play a season for Florida State. Why do we have trouble recruiting quarterbacks? Derek, I, I don't know, and and I was talking about that today at practice, wasn't I, Aslan? On Wednesday, I was um, because they don't they don't seem to be in line to get a high school quarterback this year. They might be in on a couple, I guess, but it doesn't seem like it's trending in that direction. Which would be what Aslan? Three out of the last five five years, they didn't sign a high school quarterback. In the one one of the years they did was two. It, it was Purdy and Rodemaker. Well, no, they, they did it in 18, they did it in 19, but they did it in 20 and 21. Right, and then they won't this year. So that so would be two, three out of five. Oh, and, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, so that's that's bizarre. That's not how it normally works. So um, now the portal does change the 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 dynamics of this because there are look, man, there's 350 college quarterbacks out there that are you can go recruit uh, that have already played in college or already been in college. But yeah, for high school quarterbacks, it's not going great. And I don't I don't know. I, I don't think it would be. I think they just missed out on a kid they thought they were going to get. Um, and I, I don't know how, and maybe right now they're all locked up and like, there's no, because if you look at the offense, this Florida state, Florida state is running right now. This Florida state team is running. I mean, it, you know, I would think a quarterback would be intrigued by it. Like, Oh man, look at what Jordan Travis is doing. That's a fun offense to play in. Um, but yeah, no, for so, for some reason, the high school quarterbacks haven't, um, haven't taken enough of a liking to it are the ones that have aren't necessarily the ones they want to recruit. But yeah, it'd be nice if they started recruiting high school quarterbacks again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tom Kirkpatrick uh, saying we keep, uh, probably me, mentioning Miami's defense. Have they not given up 30 to 40 points to some below average teams? They've yeah. only given up 30 once. Uh, more than 30. That was the middle of Tennessee State. which is No, they, what did Duke put up 40-something on them? Did they? Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, but turnovers backup quarterback, they've so got the key. dudes on that defense. Um, you know, their defensive line is pretty solid. And I don't know, man, I just again, having been in Alabama for a year and just covered a lot of more SEC football when I was in Mississippi, just man, Kevin Steele, rivalry games, guy just kind of works some good things, and he did it for us too when he was coaching at Florida State. Uh, I just, I, I mean, you know, Jeff thinks that Florida State's offense is really going to be able to do what they need to do and, and be quite successful. I just, I think he'll be able to keep it off Florida state offense in check, which I think is holding us under 30, which is still enough to win the football game. I just don't think we're going to see, you know, the way we ran up and down the field against Georgia tech or Boston college. I think it's not as close to NC state in terms of like only 17 points or however much we scored against them, but like that kind of close margin of a game. I think that defense with the way they have on the back end with James Williams, who's back and what they have up front, is just enough to keep you a little bit on edge because and if you get to Jordan, he's like any other quarterback, man. He's he's very talented, but, man, you get in his face and you hit him, uh, yeah. things are changing a little bit. So I, I think they might be able to find some of that early on, but ultimately I still think Florida State is just more supremely talented, so they'll, they'll pull away. But And Duke put up 45, but like Aslan said, there were eight turnovers in that game, I think including one pick six, and they kept getting the ball on Miami's side of the field, and it, eventually Miami's defense is like, enough of this. Um, but I think if Florida State forces eight turnovers on Saturday night, Right. They will score 70 points. Yeah. So ho let's hope that happens. That would be incredible. Uh, Gator Kirk 
was wondering why hasn't uh, Winston Wright been mentioned? Uh, why wasn't Winston Wright mentioned as a wideout or slot receiver on today's wake up? Isn't he a possibility next year? For next year, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I don't know what. Yeah, sure also, he is. Who's the number? Who would be the number two guy like out wide? Like, we still think Mike is coming back. I mean, Mike yeah. comes back. He's. I think he probably starts in front of Winston Wright. Um, well, it'll be like interesting. I, I don't think any of them are outside guys. I think your outside guys yeah. will be Johnny Wilson and, and Williamson or Portier or Deuce Span. But then the slot guys um, or are, you know, that'd be Micah Pittman, Ja'Kai Douglas and Winston Wright. I, I think Winston Wright absolutely is a possibility next year. And from everything we knew about him before this season um, was the best of the bunch coming into this group. So and they haven't even gotten to use them. So um I, it would be interesting. I think Micah Pittman's time would be cut a little bit on the field. I think you have a different kind of player. Again, more of a Ja'Kai Douglas quick twitch gets out open in space. Uh, by the way, I came up. Uh, so when I'm when I'm talking about the difference between Ja'Kai Douglas and, and Micah Pittman, I came up with this analogy. Um, and Winston Wright, I guess, falls into this too. Um, I came up with the analogy of like Trent Forrest and Chris Likes. If y'all remember that kid from Miami, the 5'7 point guard from Miami, look, if you tried to guard Chris Likes full court, 94 feet, one-on-one, -on -one, anyone in the world, literally, couldn't do it. He's just too fast and too quick. It would blow by you, no matter if you're Trent Forrest or if you're Kawhi Leonard. He is just too fast and too quick. He's 5'7". That's one of the advantages of being small. So... That does not mean – so he's much faster than Trent Forrest, but that certainly doesn't mean that Chris Likes is a better basketball player than Trent Forrest because you don't play a game one-on-one. -on -one, you play it with other people on the field. So Ja'Kai Douglas, again today, in one-on-ones, cannot be covered. You saw it, Aslan. You were out there. Mm -hmm. Literally, he is getting three or four-yard separation on everyone. But in a game, that's not happening as much. They're not up on the line of scrimmage all the time. They're backed off. It's a zone, so it doesn't matter. So Micah Pittman doesn't get the separation one-on-ones, but he is still a he is still a very good slot receiver. I just I want to get that out there. I didn't want to make it sound like I think Ja'Kai Douglas is a better player than Micah Pittman or should be playing in front of him. Micah Pittman serves a, a very important purpose on this team. He's very good when there's 21 other guys on the field. But Ja'Kai Douglas one-on-one, I don't I don't know that there's any there's nobody on the team that covers him ever. He's just too quick. I do wonder if a guy like Micah Pittman, who's very ambitious and, and very clear on what his goals in life are. I mean, I, especially if Jordan doesn't come back, but I, you know, at this point, I would think he's leaning maybe towards coming back. Oh, I mean, are, you're are not you really news. Are you breaking some oh, news on this? You know, just to your point about the fact that they haven't, they don't seem to be all that urgent and recruiting quarterback, well, but they can always go to the portal, um, which is a valid point as well. I, w I did want to, I was going to go over and ask him actually, but I was busy doing stuff um, for the website about whether he thought this would be his last game. Cause he said earlier in the week, some, somebody pointed it out um, about how last week, I think he was saying how important it was to close the season out strong because there's only five games left for some of these guys or four he games. He did say some of these guys, didn't he? Yes. 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 Yep. So um want to be like, Hey man, you mentioned that. Are you, are you part of these guys? But you know, Getting the comment the out of the game. You guys, you know, on the front page that you guys like so much. On after he gets done carrying the gator head off the field the yeah. night after Thanksgiving, save it for the, save it for that post game. Yeah. But, you know, if you look at it and you're like, Mike, you're like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the plans here. I mean, I'm involved. 
I'm not getting maybe the numbers I want. But then if a guy like Winston, and that's without Winston Wright. I mean, Winston Wright didn't scare him off and vice versa. I think he might have committed before Winston. But, I mean, they got all those guys healthy. Someone's not going to get sort of the volume of stuff they thought they were going to get. But that's yeah. a good problem if you're a fan, but maybe not these guys. But I can't imagine Micah Pittman's – I mean, I, I just don't know that he's draftable right now. He's, right. You know, maybe he is. I, I mean, he's a tough kid. He's got the pedigree, but um, I don't know that I've seen anything that'd be like, oh, yeah, he should he should leave early and go – go be drafted. I mean, can't you, can't you unlimitedly transfer? transfer? Yo, he, yo, yeah. He'd go back to Oregon, play for, play with Dilly Dilly. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Come back home. Outpost alpha fishing. Hope they don't hope they uh, fish with honor and valor and don't stuff their fish with fillets and weights. Mm, exactly right. What a scandal. What a scandal that was. Holy Who can you Lord. trust? Who can you trust? Nobody I, anymore. Apparently. Outpost says Micah Pittman is, dare I say, our Julian Edelman. Okay. I'd say more of a Wes Welker, but not quite as quick. Wes Welker, had, again, man, those guys that can just, just get off the line real quick, get separation real quick, and catch a seven-yard pass and fall down. That was that was Wes Welker's whole life. Uh, you don't see that as much as with Pittman because he doesn't have uh, the breakaway quickness that some of the other slot guys do. But again, man, I, I love I love the way the kid plays. He's really tough. He's physical, uh, especially for his size. He's a really bright kid. Um, I think he's added a lot to that team. I think he's added a lot to that room. But uh, hey, man, Edelman, that works. That's a good, that's a good comparison, sure. Carol wonders who really plays at quarterback for them. Is it If it is Van Dyke, is he really fully healthy? I hope our defense plays well. I hope our offense should be fine with Treshawn Ward back, which we haven't talked about, and all of our weapons. On Wednesday, Mario said that it was good to see Tyler out there again. He's getting better every day. And then he was asked a follow-up question about how did he look because the injury looked bad. It was a throwing arm. And according to Mario, everything looked normal, and he threw it with the same strength that he always has. Um, so he sounds optimistic about him, but Ira thinks that it might be some smoke. But I don't know. I, by the sounds of that, and I don't know how honest or how much smoke Mario blows, but I feel like Van Dyke probably will start for them based on what yeah. we heard in the interview today. I mean, again, it would be uh, – who knows? Uh, it would be odd for them to just keep, can just straight-up lie. Like, if he can't play, but you're saying, oh, yeah, he looked normal, it's an odd thing to do. But, I mean, coaches have done it before. Um, it doesn't really change my viewpoint that much, only because, again – Van Dyke had been pulled from a game this year. He was not moving it up and down the field against Duke. His last game out there against Virginia Tech, who has a horrible defense, they didn't do much of anything after the first couple of drives. He's had moments where he's looked better, but it's just not clicking with him in this offense right now. And he just took the last six quarters off. So even if he was finding some sort of rhythm, right, Aslan? Because he did yeah. throw for 400 yards against North Carolina. Don't cry, man. It doesn't matter if Van Dyke plays. Don't be worried about this. You got the better team. Um, oh, but uh, he, even if he was finding some rhythm with the way he played in, in some moments of that Carolina game, and then, you know, they did win at Virginia Tech. Those two big road wins for the Canes going up to Virginia and getting both those wins, the two worst teams in the ACC. But um, – even if he was finding some sort of rhythm with this new offense, he's trying to uh, grasp. He just now took six weeks and two two weeks of practice, or six quarters and two weeks of practice off. So there will have been some rust that's redeveloped. Um, even if he was finding some rhythm. So again, and he's not going to be. There's no way he's fully healthy. None. I saw the injury. There's just no chance. 
Um, so does he favor it? Does he get rid of the ball quicker than he should because he's afraid of getting hit on it? Uh, does he even does he even play? Well, I guess we'll know all those questions in three days, but are all those answers in three days? But um, he is that offense just has not been. It, it would be better with him. Clearly, he's the starter for a reason. But that's still not an offense that scares you at all. They put up nine points against A and M. Yeah, it just he's capable. Like he's shown yeah. it. Not this yeah. year. Like Jake Garcia, I mean, if, if Garcia ends up like trotting out there, then I'm full three score win. You would think three touchdowns, right? Yes. It, it would be almost if Jake Garcia plays that whole game and you somehow lose to Jake Garcia with Jordan Travis as your quarterback and you're not in a really, you're not in the 1992 Orange Bowl, that would be uh, the second worst loss of Norvell's tenure. And I can't, I don't even know what the closest third would be. I don't even know what number three would be. Yeah, I just, it, you're not exaggerating at all. I mean, and, and it's it's close. I would think, man. Like the 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 gap between one and two, and then the, I mean that it it yeah. wouldn't be like one, two, and then I mean it, if they were to lose to Jake Garcia, that's ugh. But I that there's no way that would happen, uh, for real. And I'm not trying to jinx it. A uh, Kyle Charlotte. Can we give out a Corey Clark award at the end of the year to the player that most personifies Clark values? Oh, what what would you say Clark values are, Aslan? Efficient work, efficient workmanship. Very efficient. Get in and get out and be done with it. Just get your yeah. get your stuff done for the day. Uh, also, good locker room guy. Uh, mm. Good, good, good ethics. Uh, good and quick wit. So, who are we uh, looking at there? Is that a uh, Travis J? Uh, uh, who? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying, but Robert somebody Scott. that Robert produces, Scott. somebody that like produces Robert Scott. Robert Scott. That's a good one. Yeah. Kind of, you know, I know Ira and Jeff are shinier. People like them more. I get it. But Robert Scott brings his lunch pail to work every day and is a good player. And you you notice him when he's gone, right? You notice him when he's not out there. And that's kind of how I am. Plus he's funny too. So yeah, Robert Scott. Garnet Golden Glory. Would you take Tyler Van Dyke if he wanted to come here next year? What a question. That's a, I, he asked that, and initially I'm like, come on, man, what? And then you start thinking about it, you're like, I mean, he does have a big arm. He's a big kid. He's got a little swag to him. Like, he's got a, he's a little cocksure kid, which you like. Um, yeah, I mean, if he wants to come compete with Tate Rodemaker, come compete, man. Come see what you're made of. Yeah. What about you, Aslan? I'm not, because I we we know we have seen what he can be. You know what I mean? It's not like you're just it, this isn't Spencer Rattler necessarily where you're like, I don't know, man. Is that was he just an Oklahoma system guy and he's not really very good at all? And it turns out no, he's not. Um, I I think Van Dyke's ceiling from what we saw last year in that offense is really high. And uh yeah, I, I think his ceiling in this offense would be really high if he could learn it and perfect it. I'm you didn't answer it. You're saying the- no. No, no, I'm I'm curious to see what the market's going to be in terms of of, of transfer dudes, um, and I wonder like I wonder how much of what Jordan Travis is and what he's been, how much of that's going to change how Mike Norvell thinks of quarterbacks, what he wants in his system. Because if you would ask me this like last year for whatever reason, which no one would have thought that Tyler Van Dyke was going to transfer, like ah, absolutely, like slam dunk. This is kind of prototype yeah. of what he wants. Someone a little bit nimble, a little bit of athleticism to get out of the pocket every now and then, but more of a guy that's really committed to staying in the pocket, looking downfield and making tough throws. But, and not that Jordan hasn't done that. Jordan has been the guy that stayed in the pocket and been really patient. But I mean, I think Norvell realizes just how valuable, even when he's not using it, 
is Jordan's escapability and his his athleticism and his just threat to run. I mean, even when you heard Kevin Steele in there, uh, their press availability early this week, man, he just, you know, he, he really respects the heck out of what Jordan does on all levels of the game. So I wonder if Mike kind of reconsiders like, man, this is really fun calling up plays with a guy like this. Maybe I want somebody that's a little bit more aligned with what he has skill set wise. So how crazy is it, man, that we live in a like it's actually kind of fun in a way that I mean, it is fun. You know, for all my whole life, when you when you thought about a college football team you were cheering for or covering, you're like, OK, this is their base. This is what they have. This is their roster. This is what they have coming back. This is the the potential they can be like. This is the best they can be is this X because they don't have a lot of seniors coming back. They don't have a lot of great players that are going to be returning. Well, this now you just don't know. Like you literally, it's like the NFL. You're going to have 20, you might have 15 new starters or eight new starters that come from different schools that you have no idea what the free agency is out there. It's like being a Braves fan, man. Are they going to re-sign Dansby? Are they going to go get Carlos Correa? Are they going to get Trey Turner? Like, uh, are the guy from the Red Sox? Like, there's all these possibilities out there, and it's kind of exciting. Um, okay, yeah. Is Florida State going to re-sign Jordan Travis? Or is, uh, you know, some kid from the Pac-12 going to come to Florida State? And is another great defensive end going to come into the – I mean, it's it's just a it's a weird kind of fun, bizarre, still getting used to it way to watch uh, football. Kitty Paws thinks that you look like Stone Cold. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I need a uh, what kind of beer did he drink? Oh, but it was a Bush guy. He struck me as a Bush guy, but I don't know. Don't quote me on that. From Texas, right? He, I don't know what he uh, Lone Star. Did he? Did he? Was he cracking Lone Stars in the ring? Have you ever seen Stone Cold ET? Stone Cold what? ET? No. Okay, guys, when you're not now, wait till you're done watching this. But it's on this same YouTube platform. Go type in Stone Cold ET, and it's this dude that does an unbelievable. Uh, what's it? That's Coors Light. Yeah, Colorado uh, Kool Aid, baby. He Colorado. does an unbelievable Stone Cold impression, but he's in a drive-through wearing an ET mask, <laughs> and it's the—I mean, it's probably the hardest I've ever laughed. One of the hardest I've ever laughed at YouTube, and it's like a five-minute bit. He's ordering some burgers or something, but he's wearing a ET mask and he's talking just like Stone Cold. It's—it's it's really funny. Um, that would maybe be a prop. On our upcoming over-under, Jason Brown asks about sacks against the Miami offensive line. But uh, you can bet on the game over at MyBookie, mybookie.ag. That is the website. WordChant is the promo code. And if you sign up now, you can also get involved in the money bag game, which is a -a one-of-a-kind opportunity to spin for crazy odds on props and futures. All you got to do is sign up over at mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WordChant. Your first deposit will get matched dollar for dollar instantly up to $1,000. Uh, Corey and I gave out our winners yesterday. If you don't know which ones we picked, go back and listen. Go back and listen. I had another one, I think, Aslan. There was another one I was thinking about. This is one of them, though, right here, that Duke-BC game. Plus two. Giving out candy. Unbelievable. What was the other one that you had a a thought of? I probably feel more uh, stronger about this than I do the the Duke-Boston College game. Because who could ever feel strongly about Boston College? Plus 10 or plus 40. Um, Florida and A&M. Texas A&M. What do you what do you think? You think you think Jimbo's got it? Or you think Jimbo's yes, gonna go down? Yes, I think I think he found something with that quarterback. I think even but Florida's defense is so bad that he and they just scored twenty eight. I mean, I would say Florida's defense, especially now that they lost the Cox kid, um, is on par with Ole Miss's defense. 
So I'm assuming A&M can score somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 with that with that newfound quarterback that they have, some, a guy with some real confidence. And then uh, I don't expect Florida to score 30. So I think I think I think A&M can cover that three and a half. Okay. All right. If you guys are confident about it, like uh, Corey is going to make some money. Who are you rooting for in that game? I shouldn't ask you. I know you're rooting for Jimbo. I wonder who Florida Ooh. State fans are rooting for in that game. I can't listen, man. There's I, I one time made this like huge elaborate flow chart, right? Like this decision making chart. Like, do I do this? And it's like, well, is it this or is it that? And you say yes or no, and you go through this whole entire flow. Man, the only time, only time you ever root for Florida, because Miami's a little bit of a little bit of a caveat there because they're in the same conference. So if they win, that might help you get into the conference championship game one time. The only time you root for Florida would be to get you into the playoff. Only time. Okay. Only- All right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you're probably right. I assume most people are rooting for AM, especially because it's not like he's about to go to the playoff this year either. So you don't want to see him all smiles and happy um, with a great season. Um, yeah, it, it it puts your rival in more disarray. Yeah, that was a dumb question. Of course, everybody's no, going to be No, well, it was. It was. Like five years, four years ago when they played or whatever, or whatever the COVID year, I, it was more of a question, but this isn't a question at all. This is obviously you're rooting for uh, Texas A&M to win that game. MyBookie.ag, promo code WARCHANT. How many sacks do you think, what was it, one half you put on there, a half, a half, uh, 0.5? I thought he put three. Three? Ooh. Um. Yeah, I mean, Jerry Verse wants to get paid. Derek McClendon wants to get involved. Uh, I'll say push. I'll say a push on three. I like the way they blitzed against Georgia Tech on Saturday. I thought they actually timed them up pretty well. I mean, one came from, uh, uh, you know, St. George Island. It was so far away, the, the safety blitz. But still, it, it was timed up pretty well. Um, yeah, I would say three. It'll just be interesting, though, if Van Dyke is playing. Um, He's just, there's no way he's going to be standing in the pocket a long time and taking hits. So it might be a lot of quick passes and, and um, throwing the ball a little too quickly. FSU has more passing yards or rushing yards, wonders R. Wilmer. Passing yards. But I think they're over 200 in both, which you can kind of chalk that up, right? That's just what they do. They're, they're going to run for 200 yards and they're going to throw for over 200 yards. William Flynn wonders, what's the offensive strategy? Ball control or sling the rock? Um, sling the control. Yeah, a little bit of, little bit of both. Ball the ball the rock. I I, I think, man, I, you you they're always going to be establishing the run. That's what they do first. That's what they do best, even still. Um, <clears throat> so I I would think you, especially with Trayshawn uh, almost certainly being back this week, uh, you got three. Pretty darn solid running backs there. I would think you're gonna. I don't know if ball control is the right. That's the thing. I wouldn't say a ball control because they they they're like second in the country in explosive plays in the running game. They're the so embodiment like, of balance. Like I don't are. know what they're. I don't know what the run pass split is, but the the amount of production they get, the success they have. I mean, that's that's what balance is. Balance isn't like all right, we're gonna get 50, 50 snaps this game. We're gonna do twenty five run, twenty five pass. It's Let's get 500 yards of offense. Let's get 275 yeah. in the air, 225. And I the think they, they average around 210 rushing and 270 passing, which is very, very balanced. There aren't many teams that average over 200 yards rushing that are also over 250 yards passing. That just doesn't happen. But, yeah, it's not ball control because, to me, ball control is like, uh, you know, toss sweep, six yards, second four, handoff, third and one. Get an, I mean, they they make huge plays in the running game. They Again, they are second in the country. 
in explosive play, explosive run plays. They're ninth in the country in explosive pass plays. Like that's this is this is what we were expecting when all this started, and it's it's starting to come to fruition with with what this offense is because they put up they just had they 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 just put up huge numbers and they put up explosive plays running and throwing. They are they are a real bear to defend. Um, somebody want to ask about the Phillies, Quantrell? Are they really going to win it? Yeah, man. I look. I I'm I. It's what I get to because I found myself uh, on ga- in game three rooting for the Astros, and that's what I get. So what I deserve is for the Phillies to go ahead and win this thing. Like, why am I? I can't root for the Astros. Why would anybody root for the Astros? I'm doing it for Dusty Baker, but also because I really don't want the Phillies to win, which means they will win. So that's that's on me. It's cool, man. Though NL East, baby, best division in baseball, Aslan. Best division in baseball. Um. All right. Jason Brown, let's be honest. Did you guys expect to see the offense explode like they have? No. No. Nope. 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 Uh, it was my biggest question gripe about the last two years and my biggest question mark coming into this year. The defense has been kind of what I thought it would be, at decent. Uh, the offense has been next level. It's been better than I thought it could be. I mean, they, they're averaging 108 more yards per game than they did last year. That's I don't know if a Florida State offense has ever made a jump like that from one year to another. That's incredible. 108 more yards in one from one season to another with you know many of the same players. Uh they've just they've done a they've done a really good job. Somebody asked about it. I was trying to find there was a thread. I don't know if it's off the front page. <laughs> I saw some some of these deleted threads are great. I wish you folks could see what I could see uh, having like moderating powers. But somebody was asking about was it a deleted thread Dan, about us? Why? No, no, it's not about us. About one of the other mods. Uh, okay. So I wanted to see if I could pull up the thread and get your information on it. Oh, anyway. I know it. I know it. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's on the thread though. So you, you, you would have known this a lot sooner, January man, if you'd have been on the the Warchant Tribal Council, Warchant.com Tribal Council. And hey, ten dollars for a year. Can you believe it? Less than a dollar a month. Um. So they get the the marching chiefs get one game a year to choose to go to that the whole kit and caboodle goes, the whole band goes, and they chose New Orleans with good reason. Wouldn't you if you were a 20-year-old tuba player? I mean, come on now. Um, so that that was the one game they chose. They don't go on the road to any other games. They tried then to see if there was a way they could get to Miami and still be a part of the, the Miami experience, even if it wasn't even the full band, but maybe like a pep band or something. But the problem is with the full band, and that's usually where they go. They're usually in uh, or Miami because there's not usually a game on the schedule that's Orlando, or sorry, that's New Orleans against LSU. So they took that one. But Miami, if you've ever been there, and many people watching this have, they stick the marching chiefs in the top corner of the upper deck where they you can't see them. You can hear them because they're still awesome. You can barely see them, and they can't get down to the field to play at halftime or before the game. So I maybe before the game they can, but not at halftime. So there's really, you know, when you're looking at it from that standpoint, plus Miami would not give them or they could not accrue the number of tickets they needed for that, that amount of space in the uh, the upper deck. So they said, nope, we'll get them next year or two years from now, maybe. But that was the reason that uh, they went to New Orleans instead of Miami is the is the simple answer. And they usually get one game a year. The person who started the threat said, saw it on Twitter, not even a pep band, though. That can't yeah. be true. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Miami, like, worked with them 
I, I might be speaking completely out of school. I don't know. I don't think Miami would work with them to even give them like 50 tickets for the pep band. Now, you what? could say, can't Florida State get on StubHub? <laughs> you know, I mean, I just told you all the price. But, yeah, so not even a pep band will be allowed or, or will be traveling down there. Um, Corey, I'm going to give you a question. Josiah's going to give you a question. Take as much time as you want. I have somebody at the door I have to speak to. So, Oh, sweet. Is it a Tinder date? No, no, it's a contract. Oh. I, got, I got my driveway paved. I think he wants his money nice, now. man. Okay. Um, maybe I won't pay him, though. We'll see how it goes. Wish me luck, everybody. But Michael mm-hmm. wonders, Corey, what round is Jordan Travis going to go in your opinion? I think he's a top 10 guy. Jeff will come around, LOL. Okay. All right. You want me to go now? I think Aslan's off. So the, the yeah, thing that's all work, you, buddy. That's all you. Let it, let it rip, man. Let I'm going to let it rip. So this is the thing that I always have to deal with with Aslan, honestly. It's like, we'll be doing a show. Well, I'll be in a role. I'll be in a rhythm. I'm just, it's just you and I talking, you guys talking. And then, uh, you know, he'll get a phone call. Or uh, he's got to eat. Yeah, oh, I got to eat my egg whites and all that stuff. I got to eat my brand cereal, just the crazy protein stuff he's into. Or then this one. You know, I'm in the middle of a flow. We're in the middle of a live show. And my man just goes and has to talk to a, a contractor for, uh, you know, probably the next five minutes. And so, but I like him. I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm not saying we could do better. I love Aslan. He's been a great uh, addition to, uh, to wake up war chant and to the war chant family and just to Florida state fandom in general. I think, I think he's growing on most of you guys. He's grown on me. Uh, we're basically brothers at this point. Uh, you know, Stephanie's basically his sister. It's just all, it's all Aslan's a part of the family now, but you still have to deal with some of this nonsense. And that's just, that's just me. So anyway, so yeah, I think uh, I think Jordan Travis is not a top ten guy. Um, certainly not if you're talking about like top ten of the first round. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Just a top ten quarterback in the co- in, in in the country. Yeah, man. So I went back because I wrote a column that'll be up on the site tomorrow about Jordan Travis and just kind of what the season he's the, the season he's having. And um, you know, last year he was like 38 in QBR. Um, and I know these are metrics that I know we, we grew up with just yards and touchdowns and completion percentage, but he's, he was 38th in QBR by ESPN's metrics last year. This year, he's 13th and like seventh among power five quarterbacks. PFF last year, he was like 28th overall in total grade. This year, he's third. So I think what they see is what we've all seen, what their metrics tell us what we've all seen. He's much better than he was last year by any metric. I, I think what surprises people is that he wasn't that low last year. Um, you know, 38th isn't terrible out of 120 quarterbacks and, and 28th is what he was a PFF. That surprised me. I wouldn't have thought he'd be that high, but he's gotten so much better that you wonder if he did come back next year, is it, is another leap coming? Because this has been a substantial leap. This isn't, he, again, it's not like PFF is telling us, man, he's the number one player in the country. Meanwhile, they're losing every game and he's he's going 15 for 40 for 130 yards. He's playing up to these numbers. When you watch a game, yeah, he misses some throws. Every quarterback in the country misses throws. He misses, makes some uh, decisions, bad, bad decisions. But overall, he is playing for the first eight games at a level on not on par. Man, he's not Bryce Young. He's not Hinton Hooker. He's not having those types of seasons. Um, but man, the next tier, he's right there. He, you, when, what's the only game you think they've been in Aslan where Jordan Travis wasn't the best quarterback? Has there been one? Hey, Hartman, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Hartman, I think Hartman outplayed him. Hartman outplayed him. Nobody else has. Yeah. And nobody else it's should durab- the rest of the year. It's durability. I mean, I'm, 
I don't if you're I don't know, I mean you're not a diehard Falcon fan. No offense, man. You're you're a loyal Atlanta. How dare you? Mariota for life. That can we finally got a quarterback we can trust and believe in. I mean, all of you ask yourselves if your Seattle Seahawk buddy was like, Hey man, what do you think about drafting him? He'd be like, He's awesome, great kid. He's really deceptively quick. He's actually, you know, he's a really good decision maker. But man, when he hits the ground, you you always are ah, is he okay? Is he okay, man? And I know he gets up a lot. Most of the time he gets up. I mean, he gets hey, he's hurt gotten a lot up every too. every time this year, but one. Yeah, but you know, Von Miller's something differently than the defensive end from Wake, you know. So. Yeah, I don't but I didn't answer the question about the round. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't I, I literally can't even heart third hazard, hazard I guess. Third. I can't even third. hazard it. I, I would say somewhere after the fifth, maybe. Oh, how can you say you you you're his agent? You're gonna be like fifth round. I think you go third round. I mean, I think arm talent wise, that's gonna be the stuff that I'll hurt him. Probably, I don't think he has. Well, that's the all. That's stuff. all they're gonna care about. And it like he is. There are some guys that are great college quarterbacks that just uh, hey, the Falcons have one that are great college quarterbacks that don't really pan out in the league. And Mariota has a at least has a strong arm. Travis doesn't have an exceptionally strong arm. Um, he's not exceptionally big. He is not, he's proving this year to be durable, but he's not proven to be durable, um, that durable. So there, there are a lot of question marks around him that I, I would be stunned if he went in the first two days of the draft. Um, even though I do think he is, he is close to a top 10, top 12 quarterback in this country, especially when you look around and you realize there aren't a lot of All-Americans out there. There aren't a lot of great quarterbacks. This guy in this offense, again, he's got this offense. You heard those numbers. They're, they're now... They're, they're running at an incredible rate. He just he hasn't been great in the red zone. Some of that's on him. Some of that's on his coach. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's the quarterback. And there have been real some real bad games on third down. And that's where I – that's the difference between the great ones and the pretty good ones. Are the great ones and the good ones. Jordan Travis is a good college quarterback. The great ones convert in the red zone. They get points, usually touchdowns, and they come through on third and fourth down. And Jordan Travis has not done that at a at a high level at all this year, especially fourth down. And that's something that you hope changes the next four games. And, and that's that was, that was a lot for me to talk about Thank Jordan you. Travis. I did Dude, my guy, he's amazing. Like listen, I got two quotes on 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 my driveway and this guy came in really, really uh, aggressively low. So he's awesome. But man, he's he's a good old country dude and he is so long winded. I was so rude. I'm like, hey man, like am I paying you right now? Or like are you here to talk or what are we doing right now? He's like, oh well because he still has to finish something up, and I paid him though, because I have to get back on air. So he's probably right. never going to come back and finish up. Well, now. I hope so you're all rude to him. I hope you explained you were doing a live YouTube show. Yeah, well, he doesn't get all that, but he's an awesome okay. dude. All right, but okay. me saying Jordan third round—that's me projecting based on your assessment of him these next four games. Like, if he looks really good against Miami, if he looks really good against Syracuse, if he looks really good against Florida, if he has a really good bowl game, I think like that would create enough buzz. You're like, wow, man, Florida State has won five in a row, and this Jordan Travis kid's been really good for them. I think that would create enough buzz. And he'll do really good in interviews. What I mean, about, what, what, how about this for a hot take, Aslan? If Jordan Travis had Tate Rodemaker's measurables, oh yeah, the height yes. and the arm strength, I yeah. think he might be a he, yeah. He would definitely be drafted in the first three rounds. He might be the first two. Like I just think his lack of elite arm strength, his size is going to be boxes that are ticked against him. Not that Tate has an elite arm, but Tate's got a better. Man, stronger, he's stronger. he does, he's got th that he's got some arm talent. Man, he had a couple throws today where he just rips it, and it's just different than anybody else out there. God bless you, Tate. Stay strong, buddy. Stay strong. You're going to get your chance as long as Van Dyke doesn't come here.
Uh, Andres Mestre, will Jordan Travis account for more yards in Miami's offense? I'm I'm putting Jordan at about 330 in that game. I think he'll throw for about 275, maybe run for 50, 60, somewhere in there. So, yeah. I bet I wonder, Aslan, does Jordan I wonder if Jordan Travis averages more yards per game than uh than opposing offenses. It's gotta be because he probably averages he's run for like 230. So that's I mean, 30 Miami, rushing yards a game. So he averages probably 300 yards per game. Miami's total offense is 45th. Yeah. They average 422 yards, but they also no, no, I didn't mean Miami. I meant I meant what Florida State averages giving up per game. Oh, oh all right. Yeah. So I think they average given up like somewhere in the mid 350s, maybe. Florida State total defense. That would be the number I'm looking for as I uh, hop back here. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Here we go. 323, 22nd Ooh. in the country. So I bet he's, no, he does not average that much, but he, yeah, he could. So if, if they hold Miami to 323 yards, I think Travis bump, I think Travis goes over it when you include his rushing yards, as long as he doesn't take a crazy 21 yard sack. Was Georgia Tech only the second time he's thrown for 300 or more yards? Yeah. And the first was Boston College. I mean, until, I think, Aslan, until the Miami game last year, he had never thrown for 200 yards in a game. Right. So uh, now he does that all the time. Um, Benjamin Brewer. I like how he asked a question and he comes back and he pared it down. We'll, we'll go with the whole one, too. But he says, do you see a lot of NIL money being used to keep players at their schools? And with NIL here, do you think the draft will become predominantly seniors, especially in the later rounds? With NIL, wouldn't you think that most non-seniors would be paid a lot to stay? Well, look, man, yes. Um, I think the fringe guys, the guys we've talked about, frankly, the guys that have been on Florida State's team for the last five years, they haven't had a lot of Dalvins and Derwins where it was automatic. Um, the fringe guys that are thinking like third or fourth, the Fabian Lovitz of the world, um, the Jordan Travises, the, the Micah Pittmans, Johnny Wilsons, yes. They would be, in my opinion, foolish not to go if they can get the price they're looking for to stay to stay. Because again, it's not just the money you're getting for that year; it's the fact that you get to live for free. You get money. You you don't have to buy a single item of food if you don't want. The school feeds you. The school houses you. You don't have to pay for any of that. If you go make, if you go become a six round pick and make the league minimum, it's awesome. You're making whatever that is three hundred eighty five thousand dollars. Well, think about what you're paying in for your for your lodging what you're paying for your food it, it comes out as a wash if if at best for those guys for Jared Verse I mean I don't know what a second round pick gets in the NFL but I assume it's like three and a half guaranteed million dollars Florida State can't compete with that but back to the point of lower later rounds yes and I think you saw that with uh I think it will happen and I think that um that you saw that with college basketball. Now, college football is a little different because the risk of injury is far, far greater than it is in college basketball. But those North Carolina kids, they all came back. Um, the kid at Kentucky that was like the SEC player of the year, he came back. That would have never happened three years ago. But at Kentucky at North Carolina, they're making millions of dollars to be college basketball players. And that's a that's a good deal because those guys aren't the type of prospects. Armando Baycott at North Carolina, and I can't remember the kid's name at Kentucky that swats everything. Um, they're Oscar not the a sheep, a Yeah. Yeah. I think there you go. Aslan. Good job. They're not the type of prospects that are guaranteed to be first round picks or even make a team. So why would you go risk it when you could come back, play on that stage and get millions of dollars to play basketball for maybe one of the only times in your career. 
trying to find. Let's go to uh, got Spo Track up, but on the wrong tab. I apologize. Twenty twenty three NFL Draft Tracker second round is not going to come up, but um, yeah, it's hard to say exactly what the amount is. I mean, this past year, the, the last pick in the first round made twelve million dollars based on uh, their signing bonus and what they're going to be hit on against the cap. Actually, that's a different number. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, second round pick. Uh, to your point, yes, I think you're I'm trying to think of like a certain player that is better served by coming back than like leaving for certain. Like maybe like a, a guy like Akeem. Like Akeem uh, might want to get on. He, and he better not be thinking about anything. I, so I just looked it up. Uh, Jermaine Johnson. That's a good choice, right? Because he was late first round. I think he was the 27th pick. He was guaranteed uh, $13 million. He signed. So look, man, you're not competing with that. Um, and so I would assume like the 40th pick of the draft is $8 million. You're not competing with that. That's guaranteed money. And they get to their second contract quicker. And if they're good enough, that's where the real money comes. That's where the Jalen money comes and the Dalvin money comes is when you get to that second contract. But yeah, those fringe guys, I think it's going to change. It should change. It should change the bowl structures. It should change. Uh, hopefully more players are sticking around and not taking a shot to be a fifth round pick and then be out of the league in a year or two, even if they make the team. And hopefully someone will stick around and actually play in a bowl game. That'd be fun. You know, what about a guy like Jalen Wilkerson, like who didn't really have a lot of NFL potential at that moment, but he still decided to go ahead and leave early. Like, but if you're a staff, would you still be like, Hey man, like we, would that be a, a tough decision for like, this is another thing that's part of being a coach that you don't like, like not only having to recruit all the time, but man, I also got to tell a kid that like, Hey man, we're, no, we're not going to, we have money available to keep you here, but we're not going to use it on you. Like this is like another part of the job. I mean, like, would you tell a guy like Jalen Wilson, we'll give you, we'll give you, we'll give you $125,000 to stick around. Or you'd be like, there's, that's not worth it for us. Good luck not being an NFL draft pick. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's part of the equation. Again, we're, I don't know how much the Norvell is allowed to like talk salary cap. I don't even know if he has a salary cap that he's, uh, that he's given. Yeah. Josiah had a good name too, Travis Rudolph. He left early and I went undrafted. Um, I think he did make a team or at least yeah, play giant. some, yeah. but not much. And he, he, you know, he's not playing football anymore. He's not making any money. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think you could have conversations like that. Like, look, you'll get what we're not going to up what we're, I, I don't think Jalen, like, let's say Derek McClendon, let's compare him to Jalen Wilkerson, right? Mm -hmm. Derek McClendon can't, if he wants to say, I'm going to go pro, Norvell, unless you guys up my price by four times what I'm getting now, I think the, the answer to that is, all right, man, well, good luck. Like, we have a certain amount of room, number for you. We want you to stay here. Here's your number, but we're not, we're not going to get in a negotiation contest with you. This is the number we have uh, allotted for you, or this is the number we've been told is allotted for you. I Man, the, the machinations behind the scenes is got to be remarkable. It's just got to be crazy. I just hope they all get a ride in Jared versus new truck. Well, I hope he gets to take the boys on a ride. Uh, Michael wanted me to give a drop a plug for who I said at my driveway. Uh, CB, Charlie Bravo, CB Construction. The guy's name is Chad Banks. Um, I mean, he was literally, he did my driveway double wide for like two cars and charged me like 40% less than the guy that was going to just do one. So 
Oh, nice, dude. man. Nice. And I, I'm glad that you're giving a shout out since you were apparently rude to him when, when you were in, <laughs> when he was at your door. It doesn't work like this, Octavio. He wants us to keep stats, records, players, everything in your head. If this was Notre Dame, Miami, what would be your score prediction? But it's not, man. This is Florida State, Miami. This, this that that matters, man. The the spear, the U. I mean, I know there's you know, there's a little bit of love lost back in the '80s with Miami and Notre Dame, but it's yeah, it's different, man. That these guys, there's not a lot of guys from West Lafayette, Indiana, on this roster, or Bloomington, Indiana. There's a lot of guys from Miami. There's a lot of guys. What's from- Octavio's point that that we're you're you're scared of it because it's away. Miami? Oh, yeah, I just kind of he thinks there's a a bias, uh, an FSU. Oh, I see what he's saying. Score prediction. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, not for me. I mean, I, I know it's a rivalry game, and I, I, I understand that, and I get that. But I, I just think that the, the Florida State is a better team. I think if they were playing up here, they would be two touchdown favorites at least. Um, I know that's not how they say Vegas works. That they say it's always just three or four points, depending. On, but I don't think that. I think they'd be favored. <laughs> what was that? I mean, Twitter needs to figure out. Like you usually, I'm sorry, you click on a photo. And it enlarges the photo and it takes up the whole screen with the tweet. But when you see a video and you click on the video, it just starts playing the video uh, because Mondell. I'm sorry. You want to finish with? Uh, I apologize, Corey. I didn't mean to. No, no. I, I'm, I'm much more interested in this. Mondell Beach asked, did everyone see Aobami Tafase squat 865 pounds today? Now, I cannot yeah. confirm that that is 865 pounds Count the on plates. the bar. Count the plates. Lightweight, lightweight. Okay. I mean, he does look like he has pretty powerful legs, Aslan, if I'm looking at him. Those look like tree trunks. My lower back hurts so much from seeing his hips sink at the back on the bottom, uh, but he's yeah. young. He'll be fine. Yeah, that's um, – man. He's – He's he's someone to keep an eye on. It, it'll be if if he can figure out the game of American football, uh, Florida State's got a a true diamond in the rough, man. Because he is he made a play uh, on scout team. He gives them a good look on scout team now. There aren't there aren't a lot. Of, I don't know that there are a lot of scout defensive linemen that that are are clearly that strong that they go up against. But he made a play yesterday in practice on Tuesday where he got through the. This is he's going against the starters, which you probably not want to hear this, but. Maybe this is great news that Tavasi's on your team where he got, he split a gap so quickly. He was in the backfield, almost taking the handoff at that size. So he's got some natural stuff to him that isn't normal at all. And uh, yeah, man, that's, and we didn't know who it was. Remember? Cause he was wearing a black number six because he's not wearing his uniform because he's playing the scout team. So it was, it wasn't until later that uh, I saw actually who it was and we knew for sure. We thought it was him, but yeah, man, that guy, um, that guy could be something because he's just getting into the game, like really getting into the game. He might be like a, he might be one of those guys that like game days doing a story on in two years about his journey to American football and, and how good he is. And he had to redshirt his first year and all that stuff. And also he's got a, I really liked his personality. Yes. Um, he was a really joy to talk to when we got to talk to him over the summer. So I think he's going to be a fan favorite for sure. As long as he, you know, produces. Shout out to our guy, Mark Adam check, AKA M Adam CZ. I didn't even know we were doing those. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate that, man. Mark with a super sticker. Appreciate that, Mark. Thank you, man. Um, <laughs> Jay's never going to go away uh, with his Dion stuff. Well, you want to take it? Let's take a Dion question. and then take one more. And then we'll get out. Well, of let's here. say, oh, thank you, out. Mark. That was very, that's yes. very nice, man. Thank you, buddy. 
Thank Mark, you. I don't mean to diminish you. Thank you. That's why Corey's here to keep me in line. Yeah. That's his name on this piece of granite. He is a pillar. Love you, Mark. Stephanie today was talking about taking a cruise with Mark and his lovely bride. I was like, well, all right. Do we know him that well? Like, I, I'm all for it, but I'm like, I, Steph, she just, she ropes people in. She's like, we need to invite them on a cruise. I'm like, all right, well, see what we can do. Uh, Jay, a.k.a. Dion's agent, since you live love hypothetical so much, what would our record be with Coach Prime? Be Man, honest. Jay, who's the quarterback? Is it Shadur? Because I think it's five and three. Um Honestly, I, I, you know, I, it, it plus if you're saying coach prime in the last, like Dion, he's been the coach here for three years, then yeah, man, there, it could be, it could be literally, this is the beauty about Dion, right? Like, you know, he's going to bring players. And in this day and age, you can restock a roster with in one year you can. So, you know, he's going to bring players. Um, so I think there is a chance with Dion. And I'm not joking here. If he had come here in 2020, they could be 8-0 and number three in the country if he was the coach here. He could also not be coaching college football anymore. Like, that's that's how that that's how far my that polarizing it is in my own brain. Like, I can see a scenario where he would come to Florida State and run the conference and be unbeatable because of the players he's getting. Although, again... The money factors into it when you're talking about elite, elite recruits. Yeah, they Dion's cool, and they're going to want to play for Dion. They're also going to want to go play for a guy that gives them a million dollars, and you're offering them four hundred thousand. But I don't know what kind of coaches he'd bring in. I don't know how he'd handle this kind of spotlight. And that's my only, that's my biggest concern with Dion. And that's why I am really, really interested in where he goes because he's going somewhere, right? But how is he going to yeah. handle like the the media attention at Auburn? Like, how's that going to work? And the fan attention. Nothing against Jackson State, man, but it's just Auburn is different. Florida State is different. How does he handle those kind of because he's he's just never really had to deal with it. So, but again, a hundred percent, Jay, he could he could end up being the, he they might be eight and zero right now. I, I I I could see that too because he would load this roster up with good players. What do you think, Aslan? I haven't watched enough of their football games to really figure out what's going on down there. Like, how is he experiencing this kind of success? Um, I just can't wrap my head around Dion just being like a really awesome strategist. I just can't. No, but that, like, he doesn't have to be. And look, Dion knows football. You don't get to yeah, where he is and not absolutely. know football. But he has to make good hires. I don't know that at Jackson State he has to make great hires because he is loaded. That like Don just points out here, he is loaded and stacked that team so much that they're going to beat – they just have too much talent. I mean, that Kevin Coleman kid, who was a five-star wide receiver recruit, is like their fifth leading receiver. I mean, they are loaded with talent. Um, it's It evens out when you get in higher ranks. And you do have to actually out-scheme and out-coach some teams and not just overwhelm them with superior talent. Um, and I'm not saying they don't coach there. I'm not saying they don't out-scheme people there. But it gets – that you go up against better coaches, you go up against better players. And that's what Dion has not proven yet. But I'm certainly not going to sit here and say he can't do it because, I mean, Jackson State was god-awful when he took over. They were yeah, awful. Yeah. And now they're 8-0. He's 19-2 and in his last 21, man. So he can, def- I, he can definitely do it. I, I, let me take back the strategy comment. And more so, just I think he's so, like, impetuous, man. I just, 
like, you know, we I talk about Mike Norvell not making the right decisions and Jordan Travis not making the right decisions in crucial moments of football games. Like, I just, I like Dion, I just feel like, but maybe he's got so much confidence that even when he calls something that's a little bit unorthodox, like we're going to go for it here on fourth and six, or we're going to go zero blitz on third and eight on this yeah. play right here. Like, he just does it with such authority that they'll believe in it. Like, all right, we'll run through a wall. And we think it's going to work. But, like, that's what would worry me. I just, I feel like he's just such a, like, he's always on tilt. Like, this, my Dion and my prime, you know, that, that's what would concern me about in the heat of, like, a really high stakes, evenly matched, big time football game. Yeah, but, but he's still, I mean, you can't argue with the results of Jackson State, man. Yeah. He is, and that's real. I mean, that is football. That's real football. And he took over an awful program and turned it into, one of the better teams in that entire in the entire country in that division. So um, he has loaded that roster up, man. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. It's been uh, it's been we've a long done time. it. We did it. Yep, we did do it. Well, we did do it. Um, real quick, Mark says he loves my shirt. It's not a polka dot shirt. It's like a it's like a flowerish kind of print, like very floral, very uh, okay, South yeah. Beach. Yeah, well, I won't be in South Beach. I'll be in Pembroke Pines probably. Look your guy up, Corey. I'm on this shirt. What does it actually say on the – hold it up again. I'll put you at full screen. Summer Camp Mix 87. Okay. Stephanie Stephanie wrote that. It didn't say that. Stephanie oh. wrote that in, and then it just says, I'm this old, and it's a picture of a cassette tape. Naples Knoll Club Bus. He might hop on it. If you're out there, let us know, Mark. First beer's on me, big dog. Uh, oh, Ira, yeah, there you I'll, go. I'll be there. Ira, myself, and Corey will be out there. Um, all right, yeah, that's it. That's a wrap. Thank you, Mark. Uh, I forgot, Corey. The Super Chat bun was disabled. So whoever was out there and was trying to throw money at us couldn't. So uh, it's all right though. We love you. Thanks hey, for whatever here. you do, don't go go don't go back and rewatch the two minutes you were gone. <laughs> oh, why? No, know that I was just talking about Jordan Travis the whole time. All right. Well, I mean, see, makes a little bit. See, I have a use on the show. I'm like your security blanket. You know? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Are you there, Aslan? All right. That's a wrap for us. War Chant Report will be up Thursday morning, most likely. I'll try to get on it now after this show. The matchup analysis, Austin Cox knocking that out as well. Jeff Cameron show one to three o'clock. War Chant Game Day presented by Zaxby's pregame show, 6:30 for an hour. And then the watch along will be either Jeff, Tom, and Dom, one combination of those three dudes, Dom being Dominic Robinson. And then the postgame show with Tom Lang, Gene Williams, 10, 15 minutes after the game. War Chant Rap, Corey Clark, Irish Show Fell, as well as Corey's postgame column. All that, all of that. War Chant TV, totally free. Hit the thumbs up. If you're feeling the Miami hate on Miami hate week, Corey, throw some deuces up, please, for us. Have a great one, everybody. Stay connected to WarChant.com. Thanks for listening to Wake Up WarChant presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. And since it was live, it was powered by DeLuna Coffee.